Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com with the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. You think we've gotten too radical with our message? Well, I got news for you. You ain't heard nothing yet. And if you don't know, now you know. Go to Glory! Put them together for Monday on B&E. Little one Monday it is. Beautiful weather over the weekend after the Friday storms. Produce some gorgeous outdoor activity weather. If you And there was something going on everywhere. <laughs> if you wanted to get outside and enjoy that. Uh, it was a great weekend in the ATX. The final weekend of April, which means today is the first day of May. And we're talking all things NBA playoffs, NHL. How about the Boston Bruins, Major League Baseball, Longhorn Baseball, and yes, the NFL Draft. And our hot or not, I mentioned the Shohei Otani home run yesterday. Mm-hmm. 162 feet above the ground. It launched uh, off of Colin Ray. Uh, since StatCast started tracking, being able to track baseballs in 2015, his home run yesterday was the highest ever measured. Exit velocity of 114.3, 39 degrees of launch, a hang time of seven seconds before it landed in the outfield bleachers in Milwaukee. So, Shohei Otani. Uh, also on the hot or not side, we talk, we're talking about best teams not to win the championship um, based on the Milwaukee Bucks. And Boston Bruins both having the best records in the their respective sports regular season, but not getting out of the first round of the playoffs. The Bruins is the most amazing. They had the greatest regular season by record of all time in the NHL and lost in overtime yesterday to Florida. We were talking about the 2008 Longhorn football team. This one says, guys, you don't forget, you also have to thank Art Bryles for ranking Texas ninth in his poll, which caused Oklahoma to skate past Texas by a fraction of a point, and that was the Big 12 tiebreaker, remember? Whoever was ranked higher in the national poll would be the winner. And Art Stinkin' Bryles. There aren't enough reasons not to like that guy. He voted (laughs) a long... God, I remember our shows from those days. It was just so vicious. Like, really, ninth? I mean, they're at least the third or fourth best team in the country. Lost one ball game on on a, you know... Heart attack play at the end to Texas Tech. Are you kidding me? They averaged 50, you know, 45 points a game. Colt McCoy. Come on, Art. Come on, Art Bryles. That's just a stick it to the Longhorns. Then the Sooners went and lost to Florida in the national championship game. Um, this says he hit one of the, one off the Tokyo Dome ceiling once, too, wow. Shohei. It says, guys, it was too windy on Saturday to do anything. Not really. Nice breeze. Got the Founders Day buck. If you did that, wiener dog races and beauty. Down there yesterday, the Founders. How's that? Good. See my guy Dale and the team at Snake Farm. Dude, I was there early, early, early morning. I mean, if you didn't get down there before like eleven o'clock, traffic. Oh, going through that place. Wow. Somebody said, "Has anybody checked on Tom McKay's daughter?" <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, that's pretty good. 
and that's pretty good. Uh, how about this? Also on the best teams not to win the championship, this one stings too because somebody mentioned Five Slam at JAMA. The 2019 Astros, who coughed up Game 6 and 7 to the Nationals. They had Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole at the top of the rotation. They had Correa was still playing shortstop. That's a good one. I don't know how they didn't. They were banging trash cans. Oh, well, Still couldn't pull it out. I think they'd been caught for the trash can thing by then, didn't they? But, uh, yeah, they had two home games to win it. But how about your 2011 Texas Rangers tie? Yeah, that that one hurt. Sorry. Sorry, too early, too soon? <laughs> I think enough time has passed. Do not oh, no, he feels time. good after this weekend. I'm feeling I'm feeling great. Yeah, well, that stings. That stings a lot. Injuries, some injuries, doesn't matter. Several people have mentioned the 116-win Seattle Mariners of 2001. That's a good one. But, uh, yeah, the Boston Bruins now join that unfortunate conversation. Let's get to the headlines. Trending topics to start your Monday morning as you get up and out. Top Gun, equipment rentals bring you the news. And, yeah, man, it's uh, plenty of it, including the Longhorn baseball team. What a finish to a series clinching 3-2 win for the Longhorns in Fort Worth yesterday afternoon. They took Game 1 Saturday night, 8-4, Longhorns did. And then yesterday, looking to clinch Game 2, clinging to a one-run lead in the ninth inning. But TCU put runners on the corners with just one out. David Shaw on the mound for the Texas Longhorns, looking to get out of the jam. First pitch from Shaw. First pitch. Swung on and a fly ball to shallow left. Coming on Porter Brown with a catch. Runner tags at third. Here comes the throw to the plate. The tag. He's out. The game is over. Longhorns win it. Texas takes it. And who is the hero again? Porter Brown. How do you like that? With a throw to the plate to end the ball game. And Texas takes the series from TCU. Downtown Porter Brown. So many clutch hits this year. This time the TCU transfer against his former team. The uh, Unorthodox double play to end that ball game. Longhorns look to sweep that game. That series today, 1 o'clock in Fort Worth. Longhorns now 10-7 in the Big 12. Tanner Witt. Scheduled to make his return from Tommy John surgery. Coach David Pierce says he'll likely pitch one inning to start the ball game. Texas football, five now former Longhorns drafted into the NFL over the weekend. A year ago, the program had zero players selected. And we know Bijan Robinson went on Thursday night, number eight overall to Atlanta. But then on Friday night, Cowboys selected linebacker DeMarvion Overshone with pick 90 in the third round. Early Saturday, Bears took running back Roshan Johnson at pick 115. And defending champion Chiefs picked defensive lineman Keandre Coburn in the sixth round. The Philadelphia Eagles had a heck of a weekend under the defending NFC champs. They snagged his fellow linemate Mora Ojimo in the seventh round. A couple of Longhorns were signed as preferred free agents after the draft. Seventh, uh, uh, Anthony Cook, the safety ink to deal with the Chiefs. Deshaun Jameson with the 49ers. Sunday in the uh, national scene. Pretty incredible. Three game sevens, two in the NHL, one in the NBA. Game seven in the NBA featured an all-time historic performance from Steph Curry in Golden State. Curry poured in 50 points to lead the Warriors to a win on the road in Sacramento, 120-110. to 110. It's the highest individual point total in a Game 7 in league history. Warriors on to Round 2. They'll face the Lakers. The uh, other Western Conference semifinal series already underway. Saturday night, top-seeded Denver rolled past Phoenix in Game 1. They'll play again tonight. Uh, also yesterday, after knocking out the top-seeded Milwaukee Bucks in the Eastern Conference, the eighth-seeded Miami Heat rolled into New York and took down the Knicks in Game 1. A 108-101, Jimmy Butler with 25. Game 1 of the other semifinal series in the East is tonight. Boston hosting Philadelphia. pair of Game 7s in the NHL all-time stunner in Boston were the Bruins, who posted the greatest regular season of the league's history with a record of 65-12-5, 135 points. They are out as the Florida Panthers scored a goal late in regulation to tie the game and then a, the winner in overtime, 4-3 final. An upset in Colorado last night as well as 
break up the Kraken. Seattle Kraken became the first expansion team to beat the reigning Stanley Cup champs in their inaugural playoff series. They take down the Avalanche 2-1. Baseball, uh, what a weekend for the Rangers. They take three out of four from the Yankees, including a 15-2 romp yesterday. Wasn't all good news, though, for Texas. The club placed their oft-injured ace, Jacob DeGrom, on the injured list on Saturday with right forearm tightness. Down in Houston, meanwhile, Rangers uh, Astros avoided a three-game sweep at the hands of the Phillies in that World Series rematch. They win it last night 4-3, but bad news there, too. Houston starter Jose Arquiti exited that game in the sixth inning with shoulder soreness. Round Rock Express pounded Sacramento. What a start they're off to. 18-6 now for the Express. And the frustrating start to the year for Austin FC continued Saturday night. They played to a 2-2 draw. They finally broke that 400-minute goalless streak, but played to a 2-2 draw and don't get the three points. Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Come see one of the many reasons your mama loves us this month by getting select Toro and Hustler zero-turn mowers for up to 26% off. TopGun.net will shoot you straight. How far away is Steph Curry from LeBron James? Are they? I mean, is Steph the Curry an older? On. I mean, is he an older dude? He's Thirty-five. I mean, yeah, and he's got to he's got to work hard. I mean, he's I, yeah. Some people say you can just sit out there and shoot threes, but he he has to work for some of his threes. I mean, you gotta you gotta be in great shape, E. So that longevity with his with his body body wise, it's not like he's a six foot well seven guy like Kevin Durant no. where you just sit out there and shoot. Well, it's funny because, you know, we talked a lot in the lead-up to the draft, and then I saw a lot of that conversation over the weekend that Bryce Young draws the Steph Curry comparisons that, mm-hmm. you know, a sm- smaller slum. Because, well, why did uh, Steph Curry go where he did in the draft? He was, he, people thought he was too skinny, right? He was going to be not strong enough right. to handle the rigors of the NBA. No, People knew he could shoot, and his father had played in the NBA. But I don't think anybody would have projected that he was going to become the greatest point guard of all time. And he's in that conversation Without a doubt. I mean, 50 points on the road, and there are just certain athletes, when you see that look in their eye, they just get that look. It's like, oh, man. I mean, Sacramento was in trouble from the jump if you were watching that game. You're like, oh, boy, Steph's got the look. (laughs) This isn't good. I think he's a top-five player, regardless of position all the time. How many many championships does he have for four? Uh, Four, and uh, last year's. And look, I mean... You know, very few players can you know completely change a game, and Steph Curry has changed the way the sport is played. Absolutely, his ability to shoot the basketball and make it a perimeter-oriented game where it was once dominated on the interior. I um, mean, just unbelievable. Before his fifty yesterday, Kevin Durant owned the record for the most in a you know fifty in a in a game seven. He had forty-eight, and if you remember, Durant was the toe of his shoe away from a game-winning three-pointer, only to lose that game in overtime. But yeah, Durant scored forty-eight and a loss. Curry scored 50 in a win. And, yeah, I mean, we can certainly have the debate of uh, where he belongs. I mean, seven three-pointers yesterday. He's still got the quickness and the quick and he shot. still goes down into the, into the depths of that, those big men and gets clobbered and knocked around to the floor. But, yeah, but for longevity, he, he's not 6'7", he, so he's not going to be able to just shoot over the top. Well, he shoots around you over the top anyway. Look, he's already in the. You said thirty-five he years old. Certainly is in the argument, and I think if, you know if they get back to the championship this year, and what you saw yesterday is someone's going to have to beat them four times. I mean, it's, yes, it, and it's hard to beat that dude uh, four times. I mean, that's what we used to say about Jordan, right? That's what we used to say about Kobe. It's, it's hard to beat that dude four times. Yep. Uh, gosh, Jimmy Butler's trying to prove that over in the East because he's playing like a maniac uh, for the Miami Heat right now. Uh, playoff Butler, Jimmy, playoff Jimmy, uh, but Steph Curry, man. From the mean streets of Akron, Ohio, originally, Buck. But yeah, he's got four championships, twice the finals MVP, two-time MVP of the league, nine times an all-star. Yeah, I mean, he's who's a better point guard? Magic Johnson? 
point guard. We have to count Magic Position? as a point guard. Yes. I mean, overall player. I mean, yeah, scoring ability. No, they're one and one a for me all time at point at the point. I mean, who else is even in, in the conversation? Oh, Tiny Archibald. Uh, Isaiah Thomas would be in the debate, but it's not close. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's uh, it's a close debate right now. But yeah, is he in the all time starting five now? Would you put? Um, would you rate Kobe Bryant ahead of Stephen Curry, or has he eclipsed him? <sighs> yeah, that's. I mean, gosh. Even talking about that is yeah. I mean, he's in the top five all time as as a player, and um, you know LeBron's in that debate too. He's definitely the bet like out of all the the you know the greats, he's the one guy that didn't really have those expectations going into. That's true. He doesn't come in as the one pick like like Kareem and Magic or LeBron. Magic, of course, was the first pick of a draft. How many? What were the? There was what three point guards? Minnesota took two point guards ahead of ahead of him and Johnny Flynn and Ricky Rubio. Yeah, he's the biggest overachiever of all time because Jordan was the third pick and he was so slight in college. He he had the ankle issues too. He still wears those like big old ankle braces every game and still has issues with that. But overcoming all that's I mean, very impressive. And performances like that just continue to further the legend and then. Push the argument. Where yeah, and for me, it's not about just the way he shoots; it's just the way he has the how he has to work to get open. A lot of times, get some of those. Yeah, sniff the Mamba's jock. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I think Mamba he, love. I think he can sniff his jock. I, I mean, Kobe. You could you could vote for him for the the two way player that he was and the dominating force. And you know, who knows how many championships they could have won if Shaq and Kobe could have gotten along and stayed together with the Lakers in the early two thousands. But you know, he has certainly put himself in the conversation. And then look, the season's not over. What if they go win a championship this year? Wow. Uh, and uh, there is no favorite now with Milwaukee out. And, you know, Knicks are already down a game. Uh, Denver, by the way, did you see Jamal Murray the other night against uh, the Phoenix Suns? That was impressive what they did to the Phoenix Suns in game one. Now it's a long series, but uh, Denver backing up that number one overall seed status. Yeah, Murray can hold his own with the rest of these guys right now. This says, guys, Steph is like Tom Brady. Yeah. yeah Tom Brady drafted in the sixth round. Uh, Magic has five titles, nine appearances between 90, 80 and 92. Well, it's, it, to me, it's one one a right there at the point guard position. I would also say this, Buck, and somebody texted, we appreciate your good, bad, and uglies. This says, uh, teams not to win the championship, Patriots' perfect season. Yeah, that, that was 08. The, the 18-0 Patriots losing to the Giants, we talked about that. Mm. Michigan Fab Five didn't win the championship, that's true. Chris Weber, we don't have a timeout. Keep that in mind, no timeout. don't have a timeout, no. And somebody mentioned E. Did you mention that down in Houston this weekend, Philadelphia Phillies slugger Cody Clements, two home runs, two home runs. Yeah, he hit a home run on Friday night, which was pretty, or Saturday night for the Phillies, and then hit another one last night in the loss into the Crawford boxes. So, yeah, hometown kid coming home and putting on a show uh, for sure. So we got a lot of NFL draft talk to get to. We've been through it all morning talking about the Longhorns 5 drafted. Good spots in all. I think DeMarvion Overshone from the Cowboys is pretty exciting. Uh, you had a dream that DeMarvion was going to be drafted by the Cowboys last thing. week. Did you, did you have a dream he was drafted or you saw him playing for the Cowboys? No, I had a dream that he was going to be drafted by the Cowboys. It was awesome. And, just a, and, and I just, he and Van Der Esch were so similar in height and size. And I, th- I think DeMarvion just is – he has his best football is ahead of him still. I really, also, I really think so. I think he's going to be such a striker. I mean, and, and they're going to be able to line him up anywhere they want to. Yeah, we, we've played the uh, Lewis Riddick sound a couple times this morning from the ESPN draft coverage, and he was just effusive in his praise for the pick and just how, 
how big time he can be. And, you know, it's similar to Micah Parsons and its positional flexibility. You can put him all over the field. You can do a lot of different things, whether it's coverage or blitzing or, you know, playing the run. You know, the Cowboys should be better against the run next year. I mean, you bring, bring in Mozzie Smith uh, at defensive tackle, an extremely powerful 330-pounder at the point uh, to hold things up. And then you get DeMarvion. You also kept Leighton Vander Esch in a free agency. And I think you're, I mean, Micah Parsons into year three, I think just gets better. Right? Oh, yeah. I, mean, I mean, it feels like that just continues. Uh, also, we mentioned the uh, the 30 players from the state of Texas who were drafted, including two from the local area. Elijah Higgins out of Austin Bowie High. FLXATX.com, baby. Elijah Higgins was picked in the with pick 197. And O'Shawn Mathis, who went to Maynard High School and then went to TCU in Nebraska, he went with pick 189. So they kind of went in uh, similar spots there. But congratulations to a couple of local products. Last year was Garrett Wilson uh, being drafted in the top 10. That's what we love about our flex coverage, flxatx.com, because uh, these guys that we're talking about in high school right now may be draft picks of the future into the National Football League. Uh, by the way, 189 for O'Shawn Mathis was to the L.A. Rams. And then uh, a few picks later, the Miami Dolphins took to Elijah Higgins. Boy, TCU's got a lot to replace. By the way, you know, TCU had, what, seven or nine players drafted, including Max Duggan in the seventh round. I like the Kendra Miller. A lot to the of dudes to replace. Hey, listen. How about, uh, speaking of the Miami Dolphins, Devin A. Chain to the Dolphins? I mean, that team already has Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill and Rashawn. R- R- They're going Raheem track Moser. team, straight up track team. It's like team. a 4 by 100 Olympic Man. team running around out there. Devin A-Chain is a big play waiting to happen. Yeah, Mike McDaniels, just speed kills. Speed kills. Uh, also of interest to me is that the AFC South drafted three of the top four quarterbacks in this draft. Of course, Bryce Young went number one overall to Carolina in the NFC South, but Houston took C.J. Stroud. Er- uh, Indianapolis going to hitch their wagon to Anthony Richardson out of Florida, and then Tennessee early in the second round traded up to get Will Levis. So those three quarterbacks that we talked about a lot for the last month all end up in the same division, which means the evaluation will be judged because they're going to play twice a year. And I noticed the I, you know how I noticed he is Arizona took a bunch of offensive linemen. So if Kyler Murray does decide to work out and get healthier. They'll be ready to protect him, or for the next quarterback that'll come walking through well, there. I think Arizona's planning to have, be up there for that first pick next year. <laughs> okay. Really? And now they have Houston's pick for next year. Okay. Will they? Will that be? I think. Can if you Caleb, pay a guy that kind of money, and then if, if, you, if you're drafting number one and Caleb Williams is available, you just go ahead and get that done. Bye, Kyler. Take your video games. <laughs> See you later. We're moving on. Go play some baseball. And remember, it's a new coach and general manager. They didn't draft the player. So. It's true. And if Caleb Williams is sitting there and you're sitting at one, uh, Arizona seems kind of like that team this year with no Kyler Murray and you know who's going to play quarterback. But they did draft linemen and had a decent draft in and around that. And they acquired the pick from Houston in the uh, Will Anderson trade. So uh, we'll take your thoughts. Speaking of thoughts on Will Anderson, we're going to talk to our buddy John Harris coming up from the HoustonTexans.com uh, and his draft guide, his thoughts on the Cowboys and the Texans and the Longhorns and where they landed. That's coming next here on Beanie. It's Bucky and Aaron. FLXATX.com, Flex Update. We told you that Elijah Higgins out of Bowie High went to, was drafted into the National Football League. Picked, what was it? Uh, he gave you the number and where he went. He went to, from with pick 197, O'Shawn Mathis also, and then at pick 212, Buck, from Round Rock Cedar Ridge High School. Here was the phone call from his own father, Chris Vaughn, to K-State running back Deuce Vaughn that, hey, 
This is going to be kind of cool. And here's, here's the audio from that. Hey, buddy. Hey, it's going good. This is Dad. My phone wasn't working. Look at here, man. You want to come to work with me next week? <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> Watch here. <laughs> All right, there you go. That is, uh, boy, what a call a father gets to make. Absolutely. Can you imagine the elation when Jerry and Stephen and Will McClay say, hey, why don't you call Deuce and let him know he's our pick here in the sixth round. Bring hey, a son to work day. <laughs> that was last Thursday. Yeah. Bring your kid to work day. It was yeah. last week. What are we doing? Oh, uh, man. But that was uh, that was so awesome. Yeah, so three local products who uh, we saw a star in high school here, now off to play in the National Football League. And, yes, the state of Texas did really good. The Big 12 had a good weekend. They, they've had, like last week, last year, the Longhorns didn't have any. Now they had five. TCU had, I think, the second most of any school behind Georgia. Uh, drafted, and of course they lost to Georgia and in the national the conference championship. Conference of Texas will be going to had sixty four players. Yeah, Big Twelve. I mean the uh, SEC always uh, pours players into the national football league. But uh, it's a good weekend. Uh, a lot going on. We got uh, talk of Steph Curry after a fifty point performance. Guess what, Buck? They're going to play the Lakers now. This could be the last be time fun. we see Steph against LeBron in a playoff series with a lot on the line. Uh, LeBron, how about his performance and the Lakers' performance to close out? The Grizzlies, they left no doubt on Saturday night. That was pretty impressive. So uh, that's coming up in round two. Okay, let's go to the Vaqueros hotline. Want to get some more depth into our draft conversation with our buddy John Harris of the HoustonTexans.com and, of course, the uh, NFL Draft Guide, which is a resource great over the, great resource over the weekend. Uh, Johnny, how are you, bud? Uh, I think I got a little bit of sleep, so I think I'm doing okay, finally. <laughs> uh, it, was a, it, was, it was a long week. You know, it's interesting when – when a quarterback is involved, I think it's just that much more draining, especially the fact that I know, I guess I just wrapped up with everybody else thinking, well, they're not going to take a quarterback, I guess. I guess all these other people are right, even though I still think that's the best play. I, you know, my buddy Mike Meltzer is a radio host here. He's a lawyer here in, in town. He uses the term he calls Occam's razor. It's like the most logical answer is usually the answer, and that's I guess that's kind of paraphrasing what happened. C.J. Stroud was always the guy. I mean, and I'm glad that he was. What we didn't know, and I had said to, to numerous people that night, of course, I was walking from the parking lot to our draft party uh, radio booth, and they were asking me, what do you think? And I was like, well, I think it's Stroud or Anderson. Stroud or Anderson, probably Anderson. Stroud or Anderson, probably Anderson. I had the wrong word. I should have been saying and Anderson. <laughs> and I just didn't see that part coming um, and I think that's what made it so exciting. So for Stroud, I mean, we know there was smoke leading up to it, but in the end it was the, the pick they were going to make. Uh, but they obviously had a, a, a lot of uh, a high grade on Will Anderson. Did they give up too much, John, uh, with the, the 33rd pick and next year's first, which, you know, no matter how improved the Texans are, it could be a high pick for Arizona. Uh, you've scouted Will Anderson since he was, you know, got into Alabama. Is this a reach for the, for the Texans to give up that much to get that player? You know, I've heard that a lot, Aaron, and, and sure, I mean, you gave up a lot. You gave up your, you know, number 33 in this draft, um, and then you gave up your first next year, which, uh, you know, could very well be a top-five pick. But I think what a lot of people are, are doing, I, I think is misreading this in some sense, is the, the trade wasn't actually for Will Anderson. I know that's how it's going to go down in the books. But the trade was actually to make sure you got both of them. 
And I know Daniel Jeremiah in his mock draft had the Texans taken Anderson two Stroud at three. If the Texans would have gone in that order, I think they would have had to pay way more because I think the Titans would have been involved in the mix. And I think that the Colts potentially could have been involved in that mix trying to get to C.J. Stroud. So you're now taking Stroud off the board, probably eliminated the other two teams from potentially moving up. So, yeah, you still had to pay enough to do, pay a lot to do that. Now, you also got a fourth round of return. So you got Will Anderson and you got Dylan Horton for a first and a second, essentially. So, yeah, I think it's a decent amount to give up. But I'll never forget my mom saying this to me a long time ago. She's like, you get what you pay for. And the hope is in the draft that you paid a lot, but you'll get a lot for Will Anderson. It was interesting because when the Texans drafted Deshaun Watson back in 2017, there was a little bit of talk initially about, oh, you get it first next year, you get it first next year. When the 2018 draft rolled around, nobody gave a rat you-know-what about the Texans not having a draft pick in 2018. They didn't care because they knew they had Deshaun Watson. And I think Texans fans will say, you know what, we gave up a lot. We still have Cleveland's pick, um, and hopefully Deshaun Watson doesn't do well with Cleveland. But we still have Cleveland's pick in next year's draft. So, yeah, we might not be as high up in the first round, but maybe things break right for us and don't for them, and it flips. Who knows? But we still have a first-round pick next year. Um, And if Will Anderson is what we think he is, and I think he's going to be that for this team, I don't think we're going to – and C.J. Stroud as well, I think we'll look at that and go, we needed to be able to do that. We needed to raise the elite player quotient – in this locker room, in this building, and we did that. I said this going in. I feel like this is a four-player elite draft. I've been saying it for a while. It was Carter Anderson on defense. It was Young and Stroud on offense. You walked out of there with two of them. And there's no doubt about it, John. It, it didn't really matter which quarterback you got because the Texans were going to say, we got the guy. We, you can't leave there without saying, we got the guy that we wanted. I mean, if 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 if... Carolina would have taken Stroud, then I, the, the Texans were going to take Bryce Young as that guy. They couldn't leave without a quarterback. And you, you know you're going to say, that's the guy we wanted in the whole – our first pick Our first pick was the guy we wanted all along. I mean, that, that whole smokescreen stuff about you know the test and all that <laughs> stuff, that just gives us something for the last couple of days before the draft. That's all that gave us. But you couldn't leave without taking one or the other. I mean, it didn't make any sense. Yeah, Bucky, absolutely. But you know, we we you know, y'all t- we all talk ourselves into. I say you all, not you all, but but all of us talk ourselves into. Well, yeah, okay, it's draft time. Anything you know, and even Nick said it. Nick said it, and I'll never forget this. Nick had a press conference. His every GM has to do a pre-draft press conference, so he did his about ten days out, and he was asked by a good friend of mine here in Houston. What about quarterback at number two? Could you maybe not take a quarterback at number two? And Nick's answer was Kevin Garnett all the way. Anything is possible. That day, the odds out in Vegas dropped C.J. Stroud off the board almost. Mm -hmm. And Bryce Young became the strongest number one candidate. All of a sudden, Will Levis is being mentioned at number two. And also, like, all he said was anything is possible, and he was right. Anything is possible, including drafting Stroud, the guy that we all wanted to get. And 
Anderson as well. That was the anything is possible part. What wasn't anything is possible was, well, the logical part is to take a really good quarterback, arguably the best passing quarterback in this draft and probably in the last couple of drafts. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Two in CJ Shroud. So I thought what was interesting was then when the guys came here on Friday, and CJ and Will met with the media. It was as packed a house as I've ever seen, guys. I mean, I've never seen one like that. And I, I, I know D'Amico Ryan's was the only other time it was like that, and I was at the Senior Bowl, so I missed that one. But they could not have been better. I mean, you know, podium. I mean, they were fantastic. They had personality. They were, as Will liked to say, uh, they were very intentional with their comments. Um, they were really good with the media. They laughed. You just... I walked out of there, and, and I turned to Mark Vandermeer, the voice of Texans, and I was like, I get it. I get why the Texans made these two selections. I get it. These guys are going to be the face of the franchise for a long time. And I was very, very happy that all of that was just a smokescreen and that everybody was wrong about it, and the actual logical answer of C.J. Stroud hit them right in the face. Um, because I think he is going to be the future of this franchise for a long time. And Will Anderson is a cornerstone on the defense for D'Amico Ryan's coming out of Alabama, and uh, both are alphas, both are leaders, and we'll see. That's what uh, the draft is about, because this felt like more, not just a draft for the Texans, but with the hiring of D'Amico Ryan's and these picks and that bold move, it was a rebrand of the team, right? It's a rebrand of of what they are, and it gives the fans hope, I think, that uh, there is a future uh, without Deshaun Watson now. What about the picks? Juice Scruggs from Penn State, the center at 62, and Tank Dell, I know you like him a lot at 69 out of Houston, one of the quickest players in the draft, electric with his route running, and uh, really just an explosive player, but they took him over Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee, which a lot of people uh, question. What were your thoughts on Scruggs and Dell? You know, had they taken a different receiver in front of Jalen Hyatt, I probably would have been, okay, I mean, I get it, you know, I'm I'm with the Texans, I'm going to be happy about it, it's a receiver, and you know, everybody loves sexy receivers. But the fact that it was Tank Bell, that really got me excited. And I know that the Texans sent over a contingent to their pro day. Um, I know Frank Ross, special teams coach. I saw him in the cafeteria afterwards. And, you know, Frank's always, you know, it's funny because Frank will put on coach mode and then all of a sudden it's like, you know, Frank, it's me, John, you talk to me. And he's, then, you know, he talks to me like, oh, yeah, it's about the team, it's about this. And he looked at me and goes, yeah, but he's fun. I was like, yeah, he's fun. Um, so special teams are excited. I know that our offensive staff has to be thrilled. There weren't many receivers that I would have been really excited over Jalen Hyatt because I had Jalen Hyatt at number 31 overall. I just felt like the speed quotient was something we needed. But what also we needed was somebody that could get the ball in his hands and you knew the whole stadium is going to stand up when that joker gets his hands on the football. Tank Dell is going to set this thing off. The very first game that he played was actually right here in Energy Stadium. I'll never forget, I was standing in the end zone I was talking to Dana Holgerson, Andre Ware, and I know both of them really, really well. And so, you know, Dre had to go up and do things for the broadcast, and Dana actually talking. And Dana hits me and points at him and looks like this kid's in elementary school, and he goes, John, that's the most electrifying play I've ever coached. Wow. 
And I said, say what? That guy, number one? That's your ball boy? <laughs> he goes, nope. Just, he's like, just watch. First drive of the game, he runs a post route by everybody and scored right in front of me. And I thought, okay, Dana, you got this one right. Now, there are a couple of centers that I actually liked probably before Juice Scruggs, but I understood why Scruggs made sense for this team. And maybe he moves to guard. I don't know. There's an athleticism and some upper body strength, a lot of power and torque that he's got that I can understand why this fits very agile. He can move. I would love to see him play center. I did not see him uh, get moved backwards a lot, whether it's zone, gap scheme, whatever, double teams. He's really good. So uh, it was a little bit higher than I would have had him, but why he fit uh, right there at center, probably a little bit higher in the second round, but man, I'll take it. We need his center. And so, I didn't mind overpaying a little bit, going up a little bit higher and getting a guy like Juice Scruggs. I thought that was a good pick, solid yeah, pick, too. Yeah, he'll have to watch his hands because he's a taller guy. He's got to be careful a yep. little bit because he gets his hands out there. But he go when he gets you and he got you locked down, man, he goes for the pancake a lot. Yep. He's a physical player, and they need some of that. And they've upgraded their offensive yep. line. I mean, Tunsil and, and Howard on the edges, but they brought in Shaq Mason. Uh, they drafted Kenyon Green out of A&M last year, and now they take two centers, Juice Scruggs and, and then uh, Jarrett Patterson out of Notre Dame, who was a tremendous player at Notre Dame in the middle. So some options there. Uh, real quick, John, Xavier Hutchinson out of Iowa State. We saw him a lot in the Big 12. I thought he's a really good player. The Texans get him at 205. That might be one of those uh, sleeper steals you talk about down the road. Xavier Hutchinson is a really quality wide receiver with some size to him yeah it's interesting because when I was at the senior bowl and I'm watching Hutchinson I was I was curious to see him and I just kind of thought hey eh, you know it's you know all right but I didn't think he had a great week and the senior bowl is kind of tough too in some cases like nobody covered Tank Dell just because Tank made everybody miss but if you're a little bit bigger guy a lot of times it's like the brawl I mean those DBs <laughs> are getting away with murder and so you really just don't have an opportunity if you're not like Tank, who can just shake everybody. And all these slot receivers just shook everybody. And Jaden Reed did the same thing. Trey Tucker. Those guys were, you know, um, and Tank Dell, they were all top 100 picks because you couldn't, it's hard to cover slot guys. Those safeties can't cover anybody. The, senior the corners are just mauling guys. So I go to the combine. I got a buddy of mine, Fran Duffy, who does great stuff for the Philadelphia Eagles. And we're kind of just chatting and talking about guys that we like. We do this every year. And he got to Hutchinson. And before I could say anything, he's like, oh, I love that guy. And I was like, you do? And he goes, oh, yeah. I was like, okay, well, I trust Fran. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go back. So I got a couple, three games from our, our film department at Iowa State. I just started watching him again. And I was like, man, I missed the boat at the Senior Bowl. I like this guy a lot. And what it, what it, what it struck me as, and I always try and compare to – to like baseball, he he struck me like a pitcher who didn't have that 99, 100-mile-an-hour fastball, but he threw 91, 92. He painted black. He controlled the corners. Really good um, pitch selection, you know, good solid curveball, good slider. You know, had three or four good pitches and could just manage the game. Wasn't going to blow anybody away, but all of a sudden you look up and he's thrown seven and a third. He's given up four hits, walked one. And he's kept you in a game, giving up one run. And you're like, man, he didn't blow anybody away. It wasn't the sexiest thing, but man, he's effective and really, really good. And the one thing I kept coming back to was how well he worked his craft, the craft of being a receiver, which is maybe why it made me think of pitching. Yeah. So when they, I, I had forgotten. And when you get to day three, you know, and I'm on the radio for 16 hours, I'm not tracking or I can't track every pick. I'm trying to. 
But our, our producer who was telling us who the picks were uh, was like, hey, this looks like it's going to be Xavier Hudson. Xavier Hudson said, I look at him like, wait, he's not off the board yet. I'm like, we're at 205. He's like, yeah, it looks like Xavier Hudson. I'm like, holy cow. I can't believe he's still on the board at 205. So uh, I think that's a huge win. I think it's one of the better day three picks the Texans have made. And I think he's going to come in and make make some noise, whether he's the three or four receiver on his team. He's going to find a way, as he did at Iowa State. And I think we're really going to like him uh, here in Houston for sure. Johnny, appreciate it. Good overview of the Texans draft with Will Anderson and C.J. Stroud as cornerstones and the move to make it. Uh, Juice Scruggs in the middle of the round. Dylan Horton from TCU, another edge to come in for D'Amico's defense. And uh, that's where the Texans are headed. Thank you, Johnny. Thanks, John. You got it, boys. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. All right. We'll recap the Cowboys draft coming up as well because I thought it was solid in key spots. We'll also get back into that debate. Uh, Cowboys, Eagles, and Niners. Did the Cowboys or the Eagles even separate from those two even more over the weekend? That's coming. But get your blitz ready. 447-3776. First Craig Way. Where you get that from? Did Tawana tell you that? Did Tawana tell you that? Because I ain't for no games, okay? No games, just gossip. You know it's ahead of your blitz. So load it up, 447-3776. Also, after the top of the hour, got a big concert announcement. How about that, Buck? We're breaking news for concerts that are coming to town. This is a big one. I think a lot of our audience is going to be excited about it. I'm excited about it. We'll give you that. We can't break the news until after 9 o'clock, though, we've been told. Sworn to silence. Pinky swear. That whole thing, you know? Can't do it. Not till after 9. Okay. But load up the Blitz. We'll tell you what concert's coming to Austin in the fall. Can I start singing the songs? Uh, you'll know some of the songs. I'm, <laughs> I guarantee It's a double bill, and it's a killer one. Uh, all right, Salacious Gossip Buck. Uh, do you know that, Brian, when I told you back in the when we first started this show that a, I would walk to Dallas if the Cowboys won the Super Bowl as a general manager. How are you feeling about Jerry that Jones. after the draft? Still feeling, feeling good. Still feeling, feeling good. good. I'm not okay. nervous. Haven't been the whole time. <laughs> also, remember I used to tell you I was going to live to be 120? Yes, no, I didn't say you've that. been preparing. You said right, you were preparing. I didn't preparing. say I guarantee. I can't, but I think I'm got to, I need to prepare yeah. financially, health-wise, to, right. employment-wise, to live to be 120 because I just think I just think you have to think like that because uh, medical advances. Here it is, Buck. Researchers at UC San Diego have discovered a new gene therapy that slows down aging. They tried it on yeast cells. Cells lived 82% longer. They believe if this is advanced, people could live longer and could lead, healthy people could live to be 180 in the not-too-distant future. 180! Who wants to live for 180 years? No, no thanks. <laughs> no thanks. Yeah, well, we'll keep an eye on that. Also, uh, from the salacious gossip category, you like on your on cars because Ty just got a new car. Ty went up to Dallas this weekend, went to the Texas TCU game on Friday night, or Saturday night, and your grandma grandma got hooked it. you up with a ride, right? She is hooked. Oh yeah, feeling, nice, feeling good. Ready to go, grandma. Well, are you a fan of the touch screens on the, on your car? Like the new technology of touch screens. Well, it turns out that uh, Slate.com did a bit article that car companies are ditching the touch screens and bringing back buttons and knobs because people want them. People like the buttons and the knobs, not the touchscreen. Hmm. I'm kind of with them on that. They're fancy looking, but I, I like the old school knobs and buttons. As much to the touchscreen, tend to hit, hit the wrong thing with the touchscreen, huh? And then it gets all goopy, you know, your finger yeah. prints are all over the thing. Got to clean the screen, so yeah, it says they're bringing it back. Put your hands in the French fries. Hey, this isn't any good. Spirit Airlines. There's a video because you know everybody's got video today. Of a Spirit Airline worker duct taping a plane's engine back together. The hell are we doing? Spirit? 
Well, I mean, I'm a fan of duct tape and gorilla tape like everybody else, but how about if you're, how if you're looking out the window and you no. got your camera and this dude's putting duct tape on the engine? No. Then we're going to take off. Hell to the no. No. Can't be doing that. Flight delayed. Buck's gone crazy inside. No. We're not doing that. If you saw that from your seat, would you like, like, I'm getting off. Get me off this plane. Oh, I would. I, I would definitely, yeah. I'd, I'd say, I, uh, excuse me, please. Break the knob. Or break the uh, engine with, or fix the engine with duct tape like that. No. Somebody said break the knob. Okay, let's get to uh, your blitz because we're running out of time in the hour. The Bucky and E Blitz. The Morning Blitz brought to you by Apple Leasing, where you only have to pay for the new half of the car or truck, the half under factory warranty, and any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and see how easy it is. Vikings to the Super Bowl. First Blitzer, you're up. Kirk Cousins. Uh, uh, this is Jerry Jones, owner of the Dallas Cowboys, and I was right on schedule at the tail end of that 2023 NFL draft selecting Deuce Vaughn per se, it was obvious if I was to have a proper three-ring circus, I had to have me a midget. Oh, gee, next blizzard. Oh. You're up. You're up. <laughs> Run gunner strikes again. Whoever's coaching this outfield for Texas gets a raise. And another thing, I would like to offer my services to console Camilla McKay. Tell her that life isn't fair and the Bruins really do suck. <laughs> oh, next. Tom McKay's daughter taking it on the blitz. Next blitzer, you're up. So, Bucky Luther King had a dream. Did your wife make you change those sheets afterwards? <laughs> no. Oh! Shut it down! The Marvian dream. All right, there we go. Short blitz today. Because we went along with John Harris, but good stuff. And Craig Way had a great report there with Porter Brown throwing out the runner at the plate to end the ball game. Longhorns go for the sweep today, and it's must listen radio at one o'clock if you can uh, hear it on AM twelve sixty or one zero one nine. Also on the Horn app, uh, Tanner Witt makes his return to the mound. Tommy John surgery last year. He's come all the way back. No hurdles yes. or no uh, roadblocks that he's hit so far or setbacks in his recovery. And he's going to start the game. David Pierce told us last week he'll get an inning. He will be on a pitch count, but exciting jolt of uh, optimism. How about you get Tanner Whit back and maybe sweep the Horn Frogs today? That would be a lot of fun. So we'll hit that. We'll also get back to the NFL draft for the Cowboys and your favorite team. It's B&E with you on a busy Monday. Good, bad, and ugly on 104.9, 1019, AM 1260. Streaming always on the Horn app, on your smart speaker, and at hornfm.com.